Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. For the 11 o'clock hour, we like to talk to somebody unusual. This tonight, I'm going to talk to about somebody who's truly inspirational. Derek Rowe is a mindset and fitness coach, but he's not like a lot of those other coaches that you hear about. He has really lived and experienced some extreme lows. Part of his mission now is to get his story out there and help others. At 14, Derek was expelled from school and went on to deal drugs and abuse cocaine. He says most days he has thoughts of suicide and by the age of 29 had lost everything to gambling. So how did he go from that to coaching others to being the best version of themselves and himself? And he joins me on the line. Derek, good uh, good evening to you. How are you? Good evening, Niall. I'm... Very well. How are you, my and, friend? And how's today? Every day is a different day. How's today? <laughs> today is a good day. It's quite late. I'm in Malta, so we're, we're an hour ahead. But, oh, okay. Uh, you know, All right. Well, I don't want to keep you up too late. Yeah. Let, let's go back to the You're start, good. by the way. We'll go right back. You grew up on a farm, I believe. I grew up on a farm, so I'm a Wexford, County Wexford man. Um, yeah. I born and bred in the sticks. See, I grew up on a farm. Hard-working uh, yeah, family. So that, that, yeah. Very hard working father was a hard working man, mother. So we, we listen, we knew what hard work was about, put it this way. We were out on the land and in the fields from about four or five years of age. So we were that was one listen. It was a good discipline I learned at a young age. And I was gonna mention your Liverpool supporter, but we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge, huge Liverpool fan. Okay, we're but actually going over in September, yeah. Was that why you were expelled from school? No, it wasn't. Why were you expelled from school <laughs> when you were fourteen years of age? What happened? Well, you see, for me, Niall, I'm not going to get into the ins and the outs, but I'm just, I'd say I was an unhappy child. And I knew from a young age, I was a nervous, and we could say feelings of anxiousness, stuff like that. And for me, I didn't honestly like who I was, Derek Rowe. And I, listen, I tell my story quite a lot. So I went to, listen, I, I came from a broken home. My mother left uh, my father. So I was sort of left with my father for a couple of years where I didn't know whether I was coming or going. So I suppose my way of, dealing with this was to I just went into school and I used I used to just fight so all I knew was getting into rows I was very unhappy um, yeah. so you can imagine as a young a young lad you know 11 12 13 even the thought of going to school I didn't want because I was always in fear so my way of dealing with fear was to yeah well let's listen I'll fight whoever comes my way and that was the reason and then you know from that you start smoking weed, smoking hash, all of these things, and um, that's what it lets you. I went I, to I'm looking here, there's one part here that says that you were infatuated with drug dealers since you were a young boy. Now, when you say you were Absolutely. infatuated with drug dealers, was it, was it because you were seeing them on the telly? Were you reading about them? Was it the money, the fast cars? I mean, what was it about drug dealers that infatuated you? It was the Sunday world. <laughs> oh, the Sunday world, okay, all right. So all, yeah. the, nick, all the nicknames and everything else that they were getting. Um, I wouldn't say that. I think it was when I reflected on me, I didn't actually like who I was. So it was, it was actually like creating an alter ego type of person. And I fell into it then. And I like, as you said, like I got infatuated with this world. And um, I wasn't very good at the start, but you listen, I wasn't stupid either. So yeah, I got into it. And uh, that's how my life continued. And did so you make money out of it? I did make money out of I, it. Now, I don't want to glamorise it, but I'm just, I'm just asking. No, like, don't glamorise it. I yeah. made money out of it, yeah. Yeah, I made money. I lived, listen, I didn't, from about 19 to 28, 
that's how I lived my life. Very unhappy now. I'm not because I definitely don't want to glamorize it, but this is my story. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate and identify to a story like this. It's hard hitting as it is, but facts are facts at the end of the and day. And when, when you say you were a drug dealer at that time, um, mm. I mean, were you your typical drug dealer or were you the, the flashy car type drug dealer with the fancy clothes and the money hanging out of your pockets? I mean, what sort of drug dealer were you? Well, I'm sure people <laughs> know me will be listening to this. So, um, right, it started off, listen, it started off fairly innocent with the, your typical in-school type of thing. And then that progressed to you know, salonies and nightclubs and so forth. And then, you know, I got a brainwave. I said, well, you know, at some stage, I'm going to get caught doing this. And then it progressed into more wholesale of cocaine. And yeah, I was. Listen, I had a, I had a nice car. I had a house when I was 21. Yeah, and I traveled the world on it. Yeah. And I don't want, again, I'm not here glamorizing this, but you didn't. No, no, I'm not. I, I, because, look, and, you know, people often say this. I remember somebody tell me once, one of the local drug dealers in Crumlin arrived up to collect his dole in a Lamborghini. And and the young kids in the area are looking at him going like, I want to be like him yeah. someday. And really, you don't want to yeah. be like him someday because there's always a bad ending to these things. Always a bad ending. I mean, I don't know how you got away with it, you know, at the time. I wasn't. Now, listen, I want to just interject there as well because when I say I wasn't your typical on-the-street talk, I wasn't that mm. whatsoever. I use, listen, I had a business brain on me. And I knew how to make money as being a middleman. That's yeah. exactly what I did. So I didn't even, did the only drugs I touched were the drugs that went into my nose, right? So I yeah. definitely don't want to be a sauce. Now, I know the type of people you're talking about. Yeah. I knew a lot of them, but no, I don't want to be associated because I was not like that. I, listen, I made money out of it. Am I ashamed of what I did? Yes, I'm 100% ashamed of what I did. But you have to understand, I was an unhappy person. Which just led down led down the wrong road at the end of the day. And when you when you say you were unhappy at that time, yeah. it it mentions that you know most days you had thoughts of suicide. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you would imagine with with the wealth and and having your own house in your twenties and things going yeah. reasonably well, you wouldn't be thinking like that. But you were. Well, of course it was because I was an unhappy child. Then you get into this. There's more pressure. Then you're consuming drugs to not have to face yourself in the mirror this is how bad i was so you know i could listen i could consume cocaine from noon to six o'clock in the morning mm. seven days a week so you have to imagine what comes with that so at least listen i speak from my deep experience in this and you know i want people to listen to my story for the one i know there is millions around the world around the uk and i work with a lot of these people now they're actually you know, clients of mine and friends of mine that go through this fucking hardship of, and especially with cocaine. So to answer your question, yeah, I was unhappy as a child, which led into my teenagers, which led me to a career I didn't want to get into, but I was so intertwined and entangled with it after a while, I couldn't get out of it. And sure, listen, you've got drugs in front of you, what are you going to do? And and that's, and know, then and then you went the into gambling and lost everything before you were even thirty. Yeah, yeah. So basically, how that happened, listen, how the mind works. You give up one bad habit. If you don't replace it with a better quality habit, you're going to find another negative habit. So what I used to do, I used to, to get away from drugs. I used to go on holidays. So I went to New Zealand and Australia. I found a casino. I started playing cards. wasn't very good. So I said, right, I'm gonna, when I go home to Ireland, I'm going to give up drink, I'm going to give up drugs, cabinet. Within 18 months, I gambled a quarter of a million. Wow. 
gone. I'd, I'd lost everything. I was back at home, living my other house. So you lost the house, you lost everything? I lost everything. So this is where... Full, you know, cer- full circle. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. Full circle, exactly. Okay, and then you, you went, you decided then you'd go in for treatment, um, and you went to a treatment centre for 10 months. Went in the treatment centre, so I went to uh, what they call primary treatment for a month. Didn't get on very well there. Um, I suppose I had my own ways of doing things. And, you know, they, they kept me for the month, uh, but that wasn't enough. So I then went to, we, it's a, like a secondary treatment, so I spent 10 months there. You know, that was, uh, I would say, it was one of the happiest times. And I got out of there. Uh, I didn't have a pot to piss in. You know, I was on, I was on the dole. And uh, I said, I'm going to open a gym. So you have to understand how the mind works as well. I didn't um, have a deep understanding. What was it like? I, I'm just curious, because you've got two different versions yeah. of yourself now. You have the version of yeah. yourself that was living the high life. You know, heading off yeah. on holidays, flashy cars, nice house, lovely clothes, money in your pocket, yeah. to a version of yourself that was collecting the dough once a week with skint, with barely enough money to buy a pack of yeah. smokes. So what was it yeah. like then to go from one version of yourself to another? That must have been depressing. Well, in essence, no. It was actually like freedom because here I was sitting in a house with 10 other guys going, okay, we don't have a pot to piss in. But it was actually a happy moment for me because I had skills, which, you know, I noticed this is about nine years ago. So I had leadership skills. So I was there, okay, well, I'll use them for the good here. So I'll start bringing, I was listening, I've always been big into the gym. So I said, listen, brought all the lads to the gym. We started eating better. So, you know, that was good. So from there, I decided I had a brain web, let's open a gym. Now I was lost at you. Where are you going to get the money for a gym? And I was actually... <laughs> Mm-hmm. featured on a paper many years ago for this. I went to the Vincent de Paul. And I said, they said, what do you want? I said, listen, I need 400 euros. I need a deposit for a, listen, it's a shack of a place. And uh, they said, no. But I begged them. Eventually, they gave it to me. They had some type of belief. And within a year, I had built that into a thriving business with staff. Well done. Well, you were a good businessman. You had a good business head on your shoulders. Uh, yeah, but still, I didn't... I didn't um, sort my behavior. I didn't sort my habits out because they came back to haunt me. I was going to say, once you start making money, did you start spending it again? I was back on the snort. Yeah. That's what happened. So basically, built the thriving business, lovely office upstairs, so I employed, you know, PTs. And um, here's Derek and he's back on the coke. Had a lovely, you know, girlfriend, had a child at the time. And um, yeah, it slowly dissolved in front of my eyes because you have to understand the behaviour that comes with uh, there's deceit, there's lies. It's uh, it's not a it's not a pleasant thing to be around when someone's like. Okay, so where where was the life changing moment? Because the new Derek that I'm listening to now yeah. helps other yeah. people. So where yeah. where was the life changing moment? Because obviously there's been a few life changing moments in your life where you've kind of went, this is not what I want. I need something different. So now the the obviously the the final life changing moment, which gets us where we are today. Yeah. When was that? So, okay, if we go back, I had always been going to doctors, psychologists, doctors and that, counsellors. And it was never, I always knew there was something else. And anyway, four years ago, I was recommended to a guy, and I'm not going to mention his name because he doesn't like the limelight. So, went to see him and said, what's wrong? I said, I'm depressed. And I actually started laughing. And he says, where is it? And I said, what do you mean, where is it? And it sort of broke the stigma. So, he starts teach me, you know, optic build skills, how your mind works, your thought process, your self-talk. 
So I found it interesting. Now it took maybe 12 months and I started seeing significant results. Mm-hmm. So then I said, fuck, I want to do this. So I start applying it to other people's lives. It started working. And that's what I've been doing since I moved to Malta three years ago. Um, I followed my son here because, you know, I broke that family up. That was the girl I was living with in Ireland. They'd moved here because of my my uh, behavior. And um, that's what I've been doing since. And now it's really took off in the last six to, it's, it was successful at the start, but it's really took off. And now, you know, people are taking notice. Um, for the simple fact, I'm just telling my story, but it's it's it goes a lot deeper than that. It's showing people how to live. It's showing people how to thrive. And by using your talk process, by using your self-talk and just getting into the mind. And that's what's needed in the world, Nile, because mm. conventional therapy is bullshit. And But you have to go through the bad stuff to get to the good stuff, don't you? Because realistically, nobody's going to want to change unless their life is a mess. Because most people are quite happy and content with their life. Well, a lot of some people are. But unless until you go down a rocky road, which you did, you're not going to get that kind of monumental moment or that, you know, sudden moment where you, you know, you think I have an epiphany. I need to change my life. No, you have to hear. So, listen, I hear rock bottom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, yeah. You see, I suppose my message is quite unique um, on my story. And I only listen. Okay, I was doing a lot of the mindset work, but I stumbled across. I made, I had quite a few reels go viral on Facebook and TikTok, especially. And that made me think, Jesus Christ, there's like a lot of men, now a lot of ladies as well out there that need somebody who has life experience, but also has a deep understanding of how the mind works. Because what what happens is this: nobody. People try to change behaviors, which give temporary results. Whereas what I'm now showing people is, right, it's, listen, I'm not getting deep into which, because I want people to understand it, but the habit that needs to change, the habit is an internalized habit, which is from the subconscious. And when you can get in and remove that and start replacing with better habits, listen, life is in. Mm. Like moving forward, like goal setting, having protocols, having standards in place, all these things, people don't have a plan. They're just like sheep walking around and then they're attaching a good feeling to a drink, a good feeling to the first line of coke but they, they forget about the carnage that happened so it's yeah listen it's, is, there, me, is everybody, can you work on everybody or are some people just lost causes well we get right we're getting a minimum of 200 messages a week sent to us between Facebook and TikTok Okay, a week off of men that are absolutely destroyed that just relate to my story but like chit chat doesn't work i notice like talking about your problems you know at the end of the day if you're looking to focus if you're if i'm going to talk to you about your problems well what are you going to be thinking about you're going to be thinking about your problems so they need solutions and solutions is dissolving the bullshit knowing how to think well, where do you start with that yeah. if i came to you for example oh, and said yeah. i'm coked out of my head all the time i'm robbing me missus i'm robbing the the mortgage money yeah. You know, I'm gambling, you know, and I just don't see any end to this. I can't get off it. I mean, where do you start with somebody? Well, it's a good question. Like, and I, I know you, a lot of people are probably scratching it as well. It's, listen, it's a simple process I use. It's certainly enough. I'm not promoting easy because it's going to take work. Yeah. Um, where we start, listen, like, what people need, number one, is a goal. And I'm not talking about something they've achieved or they think they've achieved. Something they haven't achieved. 
That's the first set of mindset. Me and you are goal-seeking organisms. That's what human beings are here on earth to achieve. And this is shit should be taught in schools. Now, that's start, starting point number one. What they need to do is to be, listen, there's a way you can go in when you have that feeling to be able to take the feeling, do something with the thought and then start replacing it. And I'm not talking about positive thinking because that does not work. So we're looking at reprogramming someone's mind, basically, through thinking differently, but they have to be able to remove the old thinking. That's where conventional therapy fails the whole time. Mm. Then it's, you know, it's using the power of focus, discipline, persistence. Then it's creating a blueprint from there where people, so if I ask somebody, hey, what are your values? They wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. Now, you would know, you know, what values do you live by? Do you, can you make well-informed decisions based on your values? We set rules. I, I believe I can. Yeah, I do believe I can. can. Yeah. yeah. We all can, so... What's, what's, your, what's your, well, if I ask you, what's your number one? What's the one thing in life you value the most? Well, I value family and I value integrity. I, I was just going to say it's the same thing, areas. family. I think family comes first. Yeah. Absolutely. And being, being there for your family and your family should always come first. Although some people in this world value their job before their family, for example, or whatever, the other way around. But yeah. I, when you talked about earlier on, you know, 200 men messaging you a week, yeah. Is this problem of, you know, drugs, drug dealing, yeah. you know, gambling, alcoholism, is it primarily a male problem? It's not primarily a male problem, but I'm presuming more men are attracted to me. Uh, the way I hold myself, the way I talk, I'm very direct um, in my message because I feel it has to be a direct message. It is a unique message, but people are understanding, listen, it's not that I have a crystal ball, but I, if I talk to a man, I could tell him what the next five years is going to look like because I have walked the path. So yeah. is there, there's a lot of trust built as well. And every, you see, the same story, I've tried everything, Derek, but I, I was that person. I've tried everything. And you feel like there is no hope. And when I start learning these, when I start applying these learnings to my life, you know, I, I know they work. And I suppose I brought my own wisdom life experience and i just blended it all together and then we use fitness but i'm telling you now fitness isn't going to save anyone's life i've been fit all my life even when i was coked down my head i was going to the gym and i looked okay physically but it's the mental side of us mental fitness your mental well oh, no, you're right because some of the biggest scumbags in the world is for his fiddles you know but are men exactly are men in crisis do you think generally speaking oh, listen i'm i'm blown away right i did this real um I did the life story that you have for me, right? So that was the start of it. But I was there, fuck, you know what? There's a lot of engagement going on here and there's a lot of people in need. But I did this reel. It hit about, I think it was on around 350,000 views. So I said, right, I'm, I'm onto something here. I can actually use my skills uh, for the good of the world. And then we start going viral again. Then I moved over to TikTok, you know, and it's a, a lot, of, it's between social media. This is why social media is good. So now, we're at a stage where we can't get back to people. Uh, there's five of us in this business at the minute. We need more people to, to handle the numbers. And there is, there is a crisis in the world, and a lot of it has just been multiplied by COVID because people were sitting at home. They had nothing to do. Uh, they might have only done a gram a week. Now they're doing a gram a day. Like, just listen, it's, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. No, it is I know. no, I know that. I'm well aware of that. It's easier to get 
is quicker to get than ordering food online. And that's not only Ireland, that's the UK, that's America. It's, yeah, it's I find that, I find that mind blowing, you know, that, that kids are ordering or drinking yeah. or eat sort of snorting cocaine rather than drinking because A, it's cheaper and it's easier to get. It's mad. Yeah. And it, it is scary and it, and it is worrying for parents as well, of course, as well. But you don't want to live in a world where everybody's off their bicky, you know what I mean, constantly all the time. But in saying that the business is going well for you, uh, you're helping other people. Do you feel, to some degree, Derek, you owe something back? Do you know what I mean? You know, that because, you the, you know, the universe changed you, do you feel you owe it back again? Is that why you're doing it as well as making money of it, obviously? But but is that why you do it? Do you feel you owe something back? It's a good question and it's something I've been considering and I'm deep thought about the last the last year especially. When I got into business first, legitimate business, it wasn't for the right reasons. It was to make money and it was to have a, a certain lifestyle. And even I would say up to three years ago. But when I came across this and I was reading stories and I had to, I had to reflect on my own life. And I don't want to be fucking cheesy here and then go to my mission, but at the end of the day, I want to help not only as many men, like we, we, we will get the babies, but I would say, okay, target is men with, with women as well coming. But I want to teach people these skills because these skills are applicable to everyday life. Now, it doesn't come easy. It's not for everyone because you have to craft the skill of discipline. You have to be persistent with this. It's like this an analogy I'll use is like going to the gym. You're not going to gain massive strength in two weeks, but it's building that momentum over time. The mind is no different. And this, and this shit should be taught in school because it would save a lot of lives. And I suppose I want to just get the message out there. Mm-hmm. So what better way to get the message out there? Things like this, talking to you, being on social media, sharing reels, sharing my experiences. But it's not only... It's not mind just sharing an experience going, hey, I know what you're going through. You have to be able to give people solutions. That's and, what they're craving. And, and those solutions that you've given people, are, 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 do you have yeah. success stories that, that you kind of can, I mean, do, do people see that you've had success stories? Are there people that have come to you who were yeah. kind of lost cause and now thankfully they're back on the road to, you know, to happiness again? We have huge success stories. Like I throw the post. We're in, we have clients in 10 different countries now, which is a start because this really is only the beginning of this movement. Because we only, I wouldn't really have stumbled across it, but it was with this reel and when I shared my life story. So it's only all happened very quickly in the last six to eight months. And it's just built legs. So we have many success stories of guys, you know, that were snorting some every day, some at the weekend, but it's not the amount smile you have to understand. I want to make this clear. When you're younger, right, taking drugs, I'll say it, I've had good experiences. But they went very, it turned into nightmare experiences where you're now taking drugs on your own. This is what, I'm, these are the men I'm talking to. They're sitting downstairs with their missus upstairs snorting cocaine by themselves. They don't want to be social. That's the problem. It's the effect. That okay, well, if somebody, the, if, if somebody was listening tonight... Yeah. And, and, you know, and they're, they're sitting there with a bag of cocaine or they're snorting or whatever it is you, you buy yeah. cocaine in. And they, they're listening to you now and they're saying, I wish I could change my life. I wish I could get off this gear. Yeah. You know, I, it would A, save me a fortune and I wouldn't be stealing from people. And also, you know, I'd, I'd have a better life. What's the first step? Well, the first step, 
you need to, and I'm not just saying, hey, come to me. I'm not saying that, but you have to find somebody who has been where you are, number one, who has experience in it, and who is a few steps ahead of you, who has gotten to a place where you want to be now. That's the simple answer to that. Okay. So it's, like, that's fine. it's, and like, it's, it's talking me, to right? the I'll people. Yeah. But it is. Like, I'll give you an example. How did I get to where I am now? Because I went to find mentors who were a few steps ahead of me, who had experience where I was, but I w- they were where I wanted to be. That's the simple answer. And people Yeah, need talking to your mate down the road who doesn't do gear, you know, or has never done, that's pointless. He doesn't understand. Bullshit. No, but yeah. like, you listen, people, people need to be made feel uncomfortable. Like, we're not going to get results in our comfort zones and going... I've been, when I say I've been there, done it, I've been there, done it. I've yeah. been to all the meetings, I've been to treatments, you name it, I've been at none of it ever worked. And every man I talk to, it doesn't work for. So there is a problem in that system. And it's a big problem in that healthcare system. Number one, they're outdated by about 50 years. And number two, a lot of them don't give a shit. Whereas the difference and the reason we are building steam, the reason I'm able to share my story is because we do give a shit. If we didn't, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm looking at some of the best. Somebody said, fair play to him. I think the man is a wonderful inspiration. Somebody else is a regular, by the way, texted to the show. I won't mention his name just for his own reason. Yeah. He says, I'm loving your guest you have on at the moment. Uh, I'm in the <laughs> infant stage of trying to open up a mindfulness center. And I'd love to talk to, yeah. uh, to talk with the guy you have on. Is it possible to get his contact details, website, Instagram, etc.? Thank you for your radio topics, Now, Always love the show. So, it's okay. So, if people want to contact you, if they feel they want to reach out, of course, it'll be yeah. completely anonymous, I suppose, if they want to do that to you. But, but how will they, what's the best way of contacting you, Derek? Listen, um, I like Facebook. My fa- I'm just going to give you my handles. It's just going to be a hell of a lot easier. Facebook is Derek Roll, my name. And on TikTok, is D Roll Medit, spelled D R O W E. One word, Metis, M-E-T-H-O-D, and it's the same on Instagram. Okay. So you will definitely be able to contact me on one of those channels. So D-Row Method. D-Row Method, yeah. exactly. If anyone wants to contact you. Derek, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, it's such a colourful life you've had. You've had your ups, you've had your downs. I'm sorry to hear about the bad bits, but I'm glad you're in the good bit now. Well, listen, thank you, and I appreciate uh, you giving me an opportunity to share my story. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.